Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Joining me on the show today, Ryan Talbot, who covers the Buffalo Bills for NY Up. Also co-host of the Bills podcast, Shout a Buffalo podcast. Ryan, thanks for coming back onto the show. I always appreciate having you on. Yeah, hey, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So, uh, first, obviously, we got to start off with the DeMar Hamlin update. What's the latest that you've heard about DeMar Hamlin? Yeah, nothing but great things. Discharged from the hospital back in Buffalo. Uh, just an, an unbelievable recovery from uh, just a little over a week now as we're approaching almost that two-week point next Monday. So, Unbelievable recovery on his part, um, especially based on what we saw you know, unfold on the field on Monday night against the Bengals a few weeks ago to where he is now. Uh, you're just happy to see that he's out of the woods in terms of the seriousness of everything that took place. So now you're just hoping for the person to make a full recovery. Uh, who knows what this means, obviously, for his football career going forward, but you you just want to see him get back to 100% in terms of living that day-to-day lifestyle. And, and if he can come back to football, that's just an added bonus down the road. Absolutely. Life first. Uh, family life first. Um, is there any news on whether he'd be able to make the game or not? I know, you know, he may not fully be out of the woods, but maybe out of the woods enough to be an honorary guest at the game. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Nothing's been announced yet. I'm sure the Bills would love to keep that under uh, under their caps, if possible. So it wouldn't shock me at all if he was up in the suite watching the game this weekend. Uh, maybe just you know doing a quick little video uh, before the game, just to really get that crowd erupting. Mm-hmm. Uh, either way, you know if the Bills move on after this weekend too, I think it becomes even more likely against uh, their next opponent. So I, I think that I, I guess I, the best thing to say is I wouldn't be surprised if they do something with him this weekend. Absolutely. So, um, sticking on that emotional roller coaster ride, uh, take me through when it happened on Monday night, kind of the feel of the team and everybody in Buffalo around the team, because that is a Buffalo is a fan base that is so enriched in their team that it's kind of they bleed blue and red. So, uh, take me through the emotions of that Monday night and then all the way up to last week where we had that kickoff return, like you couldn't have scripted it any better if the NFL really did script their NFL games. Like it was just that magical kickoff return that just seemed to put everything at ease, everything at peace for a brief moment. We're like, all right, you know, our prayers have been answered. Let's go uh, for all of this. Yeah. You know, in the moment, obviously you saw the players reactions on Monday night uh, out there on the field. They saw the seriousness of it when he was being, Given CPR, you saw how upset they were, and rightfully so. Fans were uh, in the same boat in terms, you know, they obviously weren't out there seeing everything that was transpiring, but this fan base is uh, very close with the the players themselves and how they view this team. Uh, over the next few days, obviously, the Bills, you know, they, they kind of they didn't really practice much. They returned back to Buffalo. Uh, they were just kind of awaiting word on Hamlin. Then once some good news started trickling in, 
Uh, you, you could you could hear the excitement in the, the coach's voice, and uh, you hear that then he did a FaceTime with the team, and they all erupt in the locker room. And at that point, you start to say, okay, this team is going to be able to play a regular season finale against New England Patriots this upcoming week. Because obviously, and rightfully so, their mind was not in the right place after uh, everything that transpired with Hamlin. Football was the furthest thing from their mind. They wanted to make sure that their friend was, was okay. And once they got that word, and even the day before that, when uh, his father Mario FaceTimed with the team and said, listen, he, wants you, he would want you to go out and play this game, win this game uh, against the Patriots. And, and by the end of the week, they took care of business in terms of their preparations. And then you mentioned it, the stadium itself. I mean, the crowd absolutely erupted. There were fans with tears in their eyes. You saw Coach McDermott. Uh, it looked like he was choking up on the sidelines in that first touchdown. Mm-hmm. It, it, Josh Allen referred to it as spiritual. You're, you're right. It was like something out of a movie where they get the ball first. They would have deferred if they had won the coin toss. They get it instead. Hines takes it 96 yards and... Uh, all of a sudden, you know, all of Western New York is erupting, and then including Demar Hamlin, who was live tweeting the game. Absolutely, it was just a magical moment. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, yeah, th- this it couldn't have been written in a movie any better than that. Uh, you know, shout out to any of those news directors or film directors, but it could not be written any better than that. Um, so, you know, all the stuff that's happened in Buffalo with Demar Hamlin, the play-by-play, uh, the winter storms that have been brutal for Buffalo. Doesn't it feel like there there's got to be something different about this team? Different about this year, where if there was ever a year for the Bills to win their very first Super Bowl, it it's got to feel like it's this year. They've had so much go wrong. Yeah, Something's you know, got to go this right. This team has shown tremendous resolve through it all, from losing. Uh, players like Micah Hyde, who is, you know, his IR window was opened up this past week. Uh, what happened with Von Miller? You mentioned the winter storm that uh, killed, you know, 20 some, 30 some people here in Buffalo. Games having to get moved, playing road games as home games. This team is as mentally tough as you will see in this league. Uh, and, you know, if you're a Bills fan, you're hoping that with all that resolve that they've shown that this is the year they can put together. If you go back and look one year ago, I think they had the best team in the playoffs, and obviously the, the Chiefs were able to knock them out in uh, an instant classic. But you hope that the Bills can kind of ride this wave of emotion, uh, get through these first few weeks, and then you know maybe by the championship game, maybe if they can get lucky enough to get to the Super Bowl, you can get a Micah Hyde back, and then, then, then you're really firing all cylinders on both sides of the ball. Absolutely. So um, not to get too heavy on you, but – there just seems to be something missing, something off about this offense. Josh Allen turning the ball a little more, turning over the ball a little more than I like. Um, maybe part of that is he's still do- dealing with a lingering injury. I think a lot of us forgot about the elbow injury that he dealt with earlier in the season. Also has a new offensive coordinator. Even though he was there last year, now he's ahead of calling the plays and everything. Maybe that has something to do with it. And then from my personal standpoint, watching the games, it just feels like it's become a little bit too predictable with Josh Allen. And if Stefan Diggs is fully covered early on in the season, Gabe Davis was Mr. Third down. Now it seems like Gabe Davis is slowly backtracked a little bit. And I feel like it's been Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, and Josh Allen doesn't know where to go with the ball. If Stefan Diggs, you know, isn't the number one option, like, 
does he need that security blanket? Because it feels like the year this year compared to other years where Cole Beasley was there. Um, obviously, he came back. He's now been elevated to the squad. But does it feel like he doesn't have that security blanket to go to if Stefan Diggs isn't available? I'm not sure I would go that far, but I'll definitely say that the team gets off to these slow starts or uh, they come out and then they get off to a slow start in the second half. You look at the game against the Patriots, and obviously Hines returns a kick for a touch on the offenses and on the field right away. But they finally get out there. I think they went something along the lines of punt, touchdown, interception, fumble, punt in their next five series. Uh, one touchdown, two turnovers, and then obviously – two punts is not going to be good enough come playoff time. So they seem to get out of rhythm, out, out of sync at times, uh, and you can't have that coming up. But it, it, statistically, the team was still among the top in the league. Uh, they actually fared better in some cat- categories this year with Ken Dorsey, and that might surprise some uh, Bills fans watching. But, yeah, there, there hasn't been a reliable number two, uh, whether that's because of Gabe Davis's ankle injury, whether it's some drop issues, whether it's just simply a case of maybe just slightly just taking a step back. But I do like some things about this squad right now. Obviously, you saw John Brown get elevated from the practice squad mm-hmm. last week, uh, re- reignite the deep passing game. It had been something like two months since uh, they had hit on a, a deep ball like that. And a lot of that's what defenses do and take away from the team. But that's good to see. Dawson Knox comes into the playoffs with four straight games with a touchdown uh, reception. That's good after he had a little bit of a slow start. James Cook out-snapped Devin Singletary. I like both backs quite a bit, but it's good to see the rookie getting more work. Uh, He's running the ball extremely well. And then you mentioned Cole Beasley being back up there. He can be that security blanket, open things up. I think that there's a good chance for them to start uh, getting in sync at the right time and getting hot at the right time. Now, you brought it up, and I'm going to continue the conversation because uh, James Cook is a guy that, in my mind, and I do love Devin Singletary, um, but James Cook is just that physical back. Um, He can also catch the ball out of the backfield. I feel like they haven't used him quite enough early in the season, obviously being a rookie, getting used to the NFL speed and the playbook and stuff. But it finally seems like they start leaning James Cook, not that they need to lean off Devin Singletary, but now they have that one-two punch how important is that going to be, especially the later we get in the year where it's going to get colder and colder and you need a good run game? Maybe you want to control the clock. Like if they go against the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously that game will be in Atlanta where uh, cold weather won't be a factor. But trying to keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hand and keeping it in Josh Allen's hands, you know, having Devin Singletary and James Cook could go a long way in doing that. How have you seen that run game progress throughout the season, and how important has it been for James Cook to come on late in the season? Yeah, listen, both backs have fared really well late in the season. There have been many games where they've averaged over four or five yards per carry. There's been some crazy games where at points they're both averaging double-digit carries or yards per carry. So I like where the run game has gone to. In terms of James Cook specifically, he just has that extra gear where if he gets past the defensive line, he could take the the carry to the house. And that's something the Bills really haven't had since since maybe C.J. Spiller. And Spiller had that one dominant year in that Chan Daly offense. Uh, I, I see that James Cook has that same kind of burst and uh, and maybe it doesn't go for a touchdown, but he's had so many carries as of late that have gone for 10, 12, 18 yards. And that's, those are big chunk plays for an offense. And if you can get that from your running game, 
Defenses have to respect that. That'll open up things for Josh Allen down the field. It'll open up things in that intermediate area. Uh, I, I really like the progression that we've seen from James Cook. Uh, a few backs have been hotter than he has in terms of, of the chunk plays, the big plays he's been able to help with this offense. And then Singletary, I know he had a fumble last week, uh, but he's been he's proven at times this year, last year, throughout his career in Buffalo, that in those clutch moments, those big moments where they need to pick up the tough yards, they need to wind the clock down against an opponent, he can pick up those types of yards himself. Absolutely. Um, the one other thing that I like uh... – Brandon Bean specifically, you know, every single year it feels like, all right, the Bills need to add this piece or that piece. And I think one of the things that went kind of under the radar, maybe you spoke about it a lot, but one of the things that I noticed was it was a lot of Josh Allen making big plays for this team. And there wasn't many yards after the catch. And, you know, that's a very important aspect of the football game because, you need your guys to be able to make big time plays. And I think bringing on a guy like Khalil Shaker and James Cook, and then, you know, taking a little bit of the pressures off Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis, maybe getting the big plays from those other guys that are coming off the bench for a couple of handful of plays. I think that that is something that I've noticed more is that it seems to be the playmakers are not only catching the ball, they're making plays after they catch the ball. And I think that's a big difference between last year and this year. Maybe I'm just, my eyes are deceiving me. What are your feelings on that? Well, you're starting to see guys flash. Look, uh, Khalil Shakir had a 28-yard reception last week against the Patriots, and a lot of it was yards after the catch, caught the ball, got away from some defenders. Uh, he's starting to come, you know, get a little bit more involved in the passing game. He's been out there a lot, though, as a run blocker and done a really nice job there. Uh, you mentioned the fact that they have the, the the normal guys that they had last year. They bring back Cole Beasley. They bring back John Brown. Uh, they're getting more production out of Dawson Knox as of late. Quentin Morris has stepped up as tight end two for this team. Uh, a young raw prospect that they uh, added as an undrafted free agent just uh, two years ago. So they have so much talent that you think of in terms of the, the big names, Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, uh, obviously Josh Allen being at the forefront of it, but they're getting those complementary pieces stepping up in key moments too. And, you know, if they want to make a Super Bowl run, that's what they need. They need all their guys on that main roster to, uh, when their number is called to make a play for this team in clutch moments. So they're definitely getting that as of late. They're getting it from some guys that maybe earlier in the year weren't contributing as much, and, and that's exactly what you want to see. We're speaking to Ryan Talbot, who covers the Bills for NYUP, also co-host of Shout, a Buffalo podcast. Um, Ryan, defensively, how important is it for Tredavious White to come back, you know, later in the season to get some games underneath him and finally start getting that game speed back? And now we're into the playoffs. How important is it to have a guy like Tredavious White back? Yeah, it's huge, and and I I don't know if he's going to look like Trey White of old until maybe next year at some point. But he is getting uh, you're seeing more game reps out of him. You're seeing more flashes of his old self, passes, defense, interceptions, uh, some good play. He's obviously drawn some penalties as well for defensive holding if he's been beaten on things. Uh, but you, you expect that when you've been out of action for about a year. It was about almost one calendar year from the time of the injury to his return. Uh, left on Thanksgiving, came back on Thanksgiving, just a difference of, of a year and a day, however, in terms of overall days. But you, you needed that because it, it brought some stability to the back end. Obviously, at safety, I mentioned they lost uh, Micah Hyde, and they just recently lost Demar Hamlin. So it's Jordan Poyer playing out with a meniscus injury, uh, Dean Marlowe, maybe Cam Lewis. You're hoping to get Hyde back later in the playoffs. 
Uh, but then at cornerback, obviously, you have Trey White stepping up. You have that rotation at number two where Dane Jackson has led the way for a lot of this season, but you're starting to see uh, Kyrie Elam, the number one pick, cut into those reps. And there's a lot to like about Elam's game. You go back and you watch the tape last week. He did allow a touchdown, just kind of got out a little out of position on it. But overall, his coverage skills were great. You like the athleticism. You like the size. Uh, he could be an asset to them against some of these receivers they could play in the playoffs starting this weekend, obviously, against Miami. Uh, and then you still have Taron Johnson in the slot. You bring back Christian Benford, a rookie who was playing a lot early in the year uh, that you drafted on day three. So all of a sudden, their, their secondary is getting really healthy, uh, and, and you have your star player in Trey White coming back and, and, and rounding into form to a certain extent. So that's going to be huge for the team with some uh, outstanding quarterbacks possibly awaiting them in round two and round three and potentially the Super Bowl this year. Now, how far do you believe this team can go? Because every single year it seems like they're right on the edge, and for whatever reason, if it's a coin toss, and sorry, I don't mean to bring up bad memories, but you know, if it's a coin toss or this or that, they seem to just run into that one game where they just can't get over the hump. Uh, what does it take? What will you see throughout the season, that grittiness, um, that will get them over that hump into the Super Bowl this year? Yeah, that's a great question. Listen, I think Buffalo can go all the way. They can get to the Super Bowl. They can win the Super Bowl. They have enough talent to do that. They have Josh Allen, uh, one of, if not the best quarterback in this league. But the Bills just need to uh, play a complete game against some of these opponents are going to see sooner rather than later. It's a good chance you're going to see Cincinnati next weekend. Uh, that was a 7-3 game when it came to a pause. The Bengals had moved the ball very well on their drive and a half, but that's a small sample size. Buffalo, usually on their first defensive drive, the, the scripted drives of the offense, they give up yards, they give up some points. Uh, they make really good adjustments, though, and, and we've seen the Bengals struggle when teams make good adjustments, like the Patriots did. They're down 22-0, almost came back and won that game. I think the Bills can go toe-to-toe with them in terms of offensive firepower. I think defensively, though, they can maybe make one or two more plays against the Chiefs. Listen, I get it. Patrick Mahomes is outstanding. Andy Reid's phenomenal. Uh, I get the, the number one seed in the AFC, but I think that is a very flawed roster. If if Mahomes is not playing his, his absolute best ball, they're very vulnerable. This is a team that lost to a really bad Colts team this year, went to overtime with the Houston Texans, went to overtime with the Tennessee Titans when they were playing their rookie uh, quarterback Malik Willis, um, two close games of the Denver Broncos. That was another really bad team. And, and maybe it was a case of playing down to their opposition. I don't know, but I've watched enough games where I've said, listen, Mahomes can win it for you in a heartbeat, but this is still, this team's missing something from the past few seasons where you sat there and you said without certainty, this is the team to beat in the AFC. All three of the top teams in the AFC, the bills, the chiefs, the Bengals, they all have flaws. Uh, so I can't sit here and say the Bills are definitely going to the Super Bowl of the AFC. They could run into a hot Bengals team next week, and it could all end. But in uh, any given Sunday league, I would take the Bills' chances of getting to the Super Bowl uh, over any other team in this AFC just because I, I think there's enough talent on both sides of the ball, special team and coaching, to really get it done. Brian, I appreciate the time. As always, you come on and you hammer it home. So thank you. I appreciate the time. And hopefully we can talk next weekend and uh, preview the game next year. Yeah, that sounds great. Thanks. That was Ryan Talbot, who covers the Bills for NYUP, co-host of Shout Buffalo Podcast. Always does a great job there, so check them out. You can follow him on Twitter at Ryan Talbot Bills at Bills Updates.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.